Welcome back to another episode of the Basketball Insider edition of the No Further Comments podcast. This is episode number 16. I'm your host, Alex Meacham. Our social media is at NFC Podcast on Twitter and IG. No further comments on Facebook. My social media is at Alex underscore Meacham. That's M-E-A-C-H-A-M on Twitter and IG. That's Instagram. Alex Meacham on Facebook. And for the young folks, at Big Meach 41 on Snapchat. Now, we usually come into the smooth sounds of the iconic rapper Big Daddy Kane, and today is no exception. But today is very special because today is Big Daddy Kane's 50th birthday. Huge shout out, happy birthday to the King. Asiatic, nobody's equal, Big Daddy came born September 10th, 1968. He was born in Do or Die, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, New York. A lot of great rappers have come out of Brooklyn, New York, and he's definitely one of them. Now, this song that we came into is one of my favorite Big Daddy Kane songs of all time. It's Raw, R-A-W, off the Long Live the Kane album. So, hey, let's, let's jump right into this. I want to talk about the NFL, which just started the regular season this past week and weekend. Now, I want to dive and take a hard look at, if you, if you watch the NFL and you watch a lot of these players, uh, OBJ and some of these great wide receivers, A.J. Green, uh, another great example, that show just a tremendous amount of athleticism on the, on the football field. And you, and you see it from the running backs, some of the lateral movements. You see it from wide receivers, cornerbacks. All over the football field, you see athleticism. Well, what you don't know is a lot of these players played basketball growing up. And, and that's why I'm a big proponent. And I tell parents, I tell kids, play multiple sports. Now, it's great to want to be a basketball player. I want to play college basketball at the University of Cincinnati, Xavier, NKU, Dayton. That's great. But remember this. A lot of the great players of the past played multiple sports. Now, in some cases, these multiple sports teach you different movements that help you out in the particular sport that you want to excel in. For example, there was a young man that played here locally at Indian Hill High School in Cincinnati. He played basketball. Basketball was his favorite sport. He went on to play college basketball, but he was a big-time soccer player. Now, he didn't want to play college soccer. However, the movements on the soccer field, the position he played, really helped him out and gave him an advantage on the basketball court. So he was tough to guard offensively, and on top of that, defensively, he had great foot, footwork. His movements of cutting off the offensive player, not giving them the angle was great, in a large part due to him playing soccer. So let's, let, let's take a look at the NFL. So many great athletes in the NFL, but I want to take a look at just locally some guys that played basketball here locally, whether it was just the high school level, uh, that went on to play college, that ended up becoming stars in the NFL. And some people don't know they have basketball backgrounds. I want to give you one of the great, great stories in the NFL right now. Quentin Rollins, who's the cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, he was the first round draft pick for the Packers. Quentin Rollins went to Wilmington High School, um, not far from Cincinnati here. I was fortunate enough to 
coach and have Quentin Rollins play in my basketball program that I run here, Shining Star Sports, um, here in Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. And he played in our program for a few years, and, and Quentin and I have had a great relationship. I still talk to him, talk to him right before the season started. I usually don't like to bother professional athletes when they're in their season, but we had a great conversation before he started uh, training camp. Quentin has one of the great stories in the NFL. And I, I'm going to get him on our podcast. I'm going to do an interview with him because this story needs to be told. And it needs to be told probably better than I'm going to tell it. We need to hear it from his voice. But I'm going to give you a quick cliff note version of his story. Played basketball and football at Wilmington High School. And he was one of the best athletes, not only in the school, but also in the league that they play in. Um, his, his love and his passion was basketball. So when we were getting towards the end of his high school career and Quentin was starting to look at colleges and where he wanted to go play at, one of the schools, basketball-wise, that was at the top of his list, great school, Miami-Oxford. Now, here in Oxford, Ohio, gosh, 45 minutes from, from Cincinnati, the greater Cincinnati area. So Quentin Rollins goes on to play four years on scholarship as a basketball player at Miami Oxford. Now, he was granted a fifth year to play a, a sport. He could So the way the NCAA is set up now, you can transfer out, you could have a fifth year. You're starting to see these fifth-year players um, in basketball. Let's say, a, let's say a guy plays four years at Wisconsin Green Bay, and then he's granted a fifth year, and he goes and plays at Xavier for his fifth year. Um, they st they're starting to have rules like that in place. A lot of it has to do with uh, graduation, graduating early, early academic reasons. So they're, they're rewarding these athletes. So Quentin Rollins was rewarded a fifth year. And so I go up to Miami Oxford, and, and a story goes like this. I took Quentin Rollins out to dinner uh, along with another, another young man named Josh Sewell who was playing basketball for Miami at the time. And he also played in, in my basketball program, Shining Star. So I'm taking them out to dinner. I'm at Miami Oxford just hanging out. And so we're at dinner, and Quentin Rollins says, I think I'm going to play football. And I look at him like, what are you talking about? You're going to play football. He says, well, I've got this fifth year, and instead of going on and playing basketball, I think I want to give football another shot. He played high school football at Wilmington, and he was definitely a great player. But, but his passion was always basketball, so I figured he would want to go play overseas. So after he finished playing at Miami, he'd go play in Germany or China or, or Japan or someone like that and have a, have a great professional career overseas playing basketball, making tax-free money, and then come back, bring that to the States, you know, start your own business. So a, lot, a lot of young people go and do that. But Quentin Rollins said, I think I'm going to go play football. I was like, where did this come from? Um, he really didn't give me a straight answer of where it came from, but in, in, in when we interview him, I'm going to have to get to the bottom of it and find out what inspired him to want to go do a year of college football. There was another school in play um, that he was looking at going to for his fifth year. He's going to transfer out of Miami. I'm not going to mention the other school, um, but when it was all said and done, his mom, I believe his family, thought it was best that Quentin stayed at Miami Oxford, played football there, got his degree from Miami Oxford because that's a strong academic institution. So he stays and he plays football at Miami Oxford. And I, I got this story from Coach Coop, the old Miami Oxford 
uh, basketball coach who I was friends with, he told me this story. So Quentin Rollins goes out for the football team. The football coach calls Coach Coop, the, the basketball coach at the time, and he says, Coach Coop, I'm having, I'm having an issue here with Quentin. He's, he's struggling. He, he, he's athletic as all get out, but he's, he's struggling. So Coach Coop, if you know Coach Coop, man, he's a really, really good dude, and he's, he's no nonsense. He's not going to beat around the bush and put whipped cream and strawberries. He's just going to tell you what it is. And he said to the football coach, he said, Coach, listen, Quentin is by far the best athlete in your football program. So here's what I would do. On Saturday, I would start Quentin. The next Saturday, game two, I would start Quentin. Game three, I would start Qu Quentin. Game four, I would start. So he goes on and on. He says, he'll figure it out. He's a smart kid. He's very athletic. Play him. He'll figure it out. Coach starts him. And I'm going to tell you what. Quentin Rollins goes from getting burnt one time, they play cornerback, to they go play at Michigan, gets an interception, plays the University of Cincinnati. My Bearcats, my beloved Bearcats. He gets an interception versus the Bearcats. And he goes on to become the MAC, the conference that Miami Oxford plays in, becomes the MAC conference player of the year. Let, 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 me, let me say this again. Here's a young man that doesn't play a season, doesn't play a, a, his entire college career. He did not play one season of college football comes out there for his fifth year, becomes MAC Conference Defensive Player of the Year, goes on to get drafted by the Green Bay Packers. I mean, what a tremendous story. And there's pictures of him at the NFL Combine, and he was in unbelievable shape and just, just looked like just a superior athlete. And he's smart, too. That just goes to show you, you got an athlete that's very cerebral and athletic. You put the two together and you've got a great player, and that's Quentin Rollins. So one great story about Quentin Rollins. Another young man who actually is not from the Cincinnati area, but he went on to play college football at the University of Cincinnati, but also doubled as a basketball player for the University of Cincinnati for the Bearcats. So after I finished playing basketball for the Bearcats, we had a walk-on named Connor Barwin. Connor currently is outside linebacker for the New York Giants, and he's been in the NFL for a while. Uh, I believe he played with, played with the Eagles. Um, who else here? The I think the, the Texas, uh, the Texans drafted him in 2009. Played with the Eagles. Played with the Rams. Currently with the New York Giants. Outside linebacker. Well, Connor Barwin grew up playing basketball. He's originally from Michigan. Uh, went to uh, Detroit Jesuit High School. Uh, he was all league in basketball. Um, all Catholic as a senior, so he, he was a very good basketball player. Went on to walk on and, and did a great job for the University of Cincinnati's basketball program when they were honestly down in athletes due to injuries. Coach Huggins got fired. Um, you know, it, it was just a crazy situation where they needed more players and he was able to, to help out. And now Connor Barwin goes, gets drafted to the NFL, and has had a great career in 
from, from all signs, it looks like he's going to continue to be. And I think he's only like 31 years old. He, he's going to do fine. He's going to continue to be in the NFL. But most people don't know that Connor Barwin played college basketball. Now, the third and final uh, young man that I want to talk about is a, is a kid that played locally here at Elder High School. He is currently the tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. That is Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, another great story. Kyle Rudolph played football and basketball at Elder High School. And, and if you know anything about, I know, I know the people from outside of the state of Ohio that listen to this podcast, but, and there are a lot of people locally that listen to this podcast. Kyle Rudolph played at one of the storied high schools here in Cincinnati, Catholic high schools, when it comes to football and basketball. Just such a rich tradition. And if you're ever on the west side of town and you see purple, you know that person went to Elder. If you see purple anywhere, you just might as well ask them, did you go to Elder High School? Because 99% of the time, they went to Elder High School. Kyle Rudolph starred in football, starred in basketball, <clears throat> tremendous player, could have went and played college basketball, but he chose to go and play at Notre Dame. Big time football. It is rumored, and Kyle's a, another young man that he played in my basketball program as he was growing up, and Kyle's another one we need to get on this show Mark it down. Quentin Rollins and, and Kyle Rudolph will be on this podcast. I promise you that. We're going to get them on here. Kyle, it's rumored that he was asked to walk on, kind of like Connor Barwin did at the University of Cincinnati. He played football, walked on to the basketball team. Kyle Rudolph was asked to walk on to Notre Dame's basketball team. He chose not to. One of the things that affected Kyle was he uh, tore his knee at, the, at Notre Dame, and he still was drafted to the NFL. Uh, and, and if you don't know Kyle's history and story, um, Kyle has gone on. He's, he's been with the Vikings since, uh, I believe, 2011, uh, second-round pick. I think it was pick 43. Uh, Two-time Pro Bowl player, Pro Bowl MVP. Uh, I mean, he, he's locked in. He's, he, he's one of the better tight ends in the NFL. But a lot of people don't know. He has a tremendous love for the game of basketball. And Carl Anthony Towns that plays in the NFL, um, him and Carl Anthony Towns have become, become friends. And if you follow Kyle on, uh, on social media, IG, Twitter, he'll post videos every now and then of, of him and Carl Anthony Towns doing shooting contests, playing one-on-one. -on -one. And Kyle can play now. Don't get it twisted. He absolutely can play. He could have played college basketball easily. And, and listen, there, there, are there are a tremendous amount of guys that are in the NFL that played college basketball that were high-level high school basketball players. I mean, look at Randy Moss. I mean, I can go on and on. And, and for those that don't know, an interesting story, just to reverse the, the situation, a basketball player that's a Hall of Famer, and a lot of people's from my generation, one of their favorite players of all time, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was one of the best football players in the country. And I've heard from a lot of football gurus, aficionados, that Allen Iverson, AI, practice, we talking about practice, could have played in the NFL. Furthermore, he was better at football in high school 
than he was basketball. Think about that. Allen Iverson, Hall of Famer, top 50 player of all time, arguably pound for pound the greatest basketball player of all time for being one of the smaller guards. I mean, he was electrifying, was probably a better football player. We'll never know. All right, so I want to segue into a little bit of a uh, <laughs> – I don't even know. I don't even know how to jump into this one here. Uh, <laughs> crazy story. This hit the Internet late last night, and it's really taken off this morning. So I'm, I'm going to try my best to keep this, uh, keep this clean and fun. All right. At the University of Cincinnati, there are three, jer three jerseys that are retired – in the basketball program. One of them is Jack Twyman. The second one is Kenyon Martin, my former teammate when I played with the Bears on the road. Long time, number one draft pick in the NBA. Uh, Kenyon doing st still great things, has a son right now. Uh, KJ uh, should sign, you know, big time college basketball as well. Kenyon Martin's jersey retired at the University of Cincinnati. And last but not least, everybody knows Oscar Robertson, the big O, Mr. Triple Double. Jersey retired, has a statue outside of the arena, the Fifth Third Arena. And, and, and a lot of people will tell you Oscar Robertson is the greatest player to, to ever play at the University of Cincinnati. I think that's without an argument. But... There's a player whose jersey isn't retired, who doesn't have a statue outside of the arena. <laughs> but there are a lot of people on the internet, you know, the internet is undefeated. The internet is cruel. They're saying <laughs> that this former Bearcat player has a statistic or statistics off the court I mean, it, 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 this has the internet buzzing. Former UC Bearcat great, played from 2001 to 2005, was a first-round NBA pick to the Detroit Pistons, played professionally in the NBA and overseas from 2005 to 2012. For those that remember, number 54, Jason Maxeal. My man, Max, I'm friends with Max. Uh, I could text him right now. Hopefully he would reply. Uh, Max is a great dude, played for legendary coach, my coach, Bob Huggins. Um, Max Seal was a player that came into the University of Cincinnati who I, I, I wanna say maximized his potential. And you, you, as a fan of, of that particular team, if you get a player that comes in, you know, you know how it is now, all these players come in with this, this hype, three-star, four-star, five-star. Well, Max Seal came in with a certain amount of hype. I want to tell you, he squeezed all the lemon. All, he, got, he squeezed that lemon. He got, he got the lemonade out of that lemon, totally. Max Seal is a fan favorite one of the hardest working, quiet, um, put your boots on, 
go to work. Well, he's dominating the internet right now. He recently admitted on a TV show with his wife sitting there on the show. Jason Maxeal has admitted that he has slept with 341 women. And many of these women he slept with happened while he was married. He said over 50 of those that he slept with when he was married. I'm sure it's a, probably a, a higher number. I don't remember what movie that was, but you always multiply it out by, you know, especially with men, you multiply that number out by whatever. So anyway, 341 women he said he slept with in his life. First of all, how, how do you come up with 341? That's, that's such a that's such an odd number. It's like you had like a a chart going or something. And I should I shouldn't listen. I shouldn't make fun of this. I shouldn't glorify it. Um, but I know Max, and I know what people think of him locally. So to hear this is kind of like whoa. And to hear 341 is like what like how do you i mean not even an even number not 350 plus 300 like he looked in the camera and said 341. <sighs> now listen the nba lifestyle is wild i've had friends play in the nba i know players in the nba right now i've heard stories of NBA greats of our past and things they've done during the NBA season on the road, um, off nights from games. And trust me when I tell you, fans out there, your favorite player in the NBA, or better yet, your favorite professional athlete, you would be very surprised of what goes on when they don't have games. Now, I'm not saying all the players. I'm saying some. But you'd be very surprised. Some of them, you probably wouldn't be surprised about. But definitely this, uh, this story about Max Seal uh, definitely shocked me. And it, it took a lot of people back to Will Chamberlain. Now, think about Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain still has the record for most points in one game, 100 points. Now, no one's ever seen the game. Uh, there's no video footage. I believe there's radio footage, but he had 100 points. You, you see the sign. There's, a, there's that picture where he holds up uh, 100 written on a piece of paper. That's famous, iconic picture. But there are a lot of people that remember Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain for his admission of sleeping in his lifetime with over 20 thousand different women. Let me repeat that. In Will Chamberlain's life, he said that he slept with over 20,000 different women. Now listen, I, I've got a calculator on my phone, but I, I'm actually scared to even try to like calculate up like when he passed away, how old he was when he passed away, minus when he turned 50. 
14, 15, and when he was in the NBA, how many days in a year. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Now, do I believe he slept with over 20,000 different women? I don't believe it. I think that number is probably high. But there are many that put Wilt Chamberlain in a certain Hall of Fame because of that. And it's just become one of those, um, just one of those stories uh, that, that, that just goes along with the, the, the fame of Wilt Chamberlain and, and, and Jason Maxiel. Well, I think, listen, I think Jason's, uh, Max is a great guy. Um, like I said, I know him very well. Really, really great dude. Um, but 341, I'm gonna leave it there. I, I don't even I don't even know if I have a say. I didn't ha I didn't have a segue into that. <laughs> I don't have a segue out of that. I usually try to come up with good segues. I don't have a say. I, 341. I mean I'm a okay. Uh, lastly, I am gonna start doing more of the Basketball Insider podcast. So you're gonna start getting a weekly podcast. Uh, they'll be recorded every Monday, hopefully out Monday evening or Tuesday morning. Now, we're getting close to basketball season, so I kind of want to start to generate the buzz. And, and when we get to basketball season, I might do even more. Uh, there might be some definitely time-sensitive subjects. You know, LeBron might do something. Uh, someone locally uh, here on the high school level or college level could do something great that needs to be discussed. So I, I plan to push out more content. I appreciate all the feedback I get from people, people that listen to the podcast. No, trust me, I really do have people that I know that I talk to say, oh, I listen, you know, when you were talking about this, I agree with you on this, I disagree with you. I love the conversation. That's one of the great things about doing this. I love the conversation. And I love talking about these things so that when I am out in public and I see people, we can engage, we can talk. That, that, that's the beauty of life. Life's all about people. A, a, a big part of life is conversation. So you're going to get more content. Um, and when we get to the basketball season, uh, we're going to talk about UC, Xavier, NKU, University of Dayton. We're going to talk about high school basketball. Uh, we're going to get some high school basketball players on here, high school coaches. I have a lot of stuff lined up for the basketball season. And, and trust me, it's going to be great. Might even have a couple NBA guys uh, do a call in. So it, 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 trust me, we're, we've, we've got some great things in store. Just remember, you can follow us on social media at NFC Podcast on Twitter and IG. You can also follow us on Facebook, No Further Comments Podcast. If you want to reach out to me and tell me I'm crazy, I'm losing it, or I'm, uh, I'm saying all the right stuff, that's perfectly cool, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M at Alex underscore Meacham on Twitter and IG. For the young folks out there, Snapchat at Big Meach 41. If you're on Facebook, Alex Meacham. I'll be back next week. And of course, I'm going to take you out to the smooth sound of the iconic rapper, Big Daddy Kane. Raw, R-A-W. Thanks for listening. R-A-W.